check this out. Oh, you gotta check this out. Superheroes across the land. Check this out. Check it out. Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 83. I'm your host Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always... I'm baffled that Wheels has uh, gotten the numbering seemingly right. I'm double checking that. Yeah, he got it right. Yeah. Uh, Master, David McCroney. And, and as per usual. And Michael Baker. You sound like a robot as well. You sound like a robot. <laughs> Have you... Wow. Apparently one of us is a Terminator. Normal robot wars. Uh, but yeah, you know, the benefit of having all our comments on the actual episode itself means I've got the actual episode. So you're forced to keep a, keep an eye on what e- the last episode was. E- exactly. Finally. Defeated uh, by technology. Cursed technology. Uh, we might just want to leave all the Octopath stuff for you early. Um, <laughs> Smart. Because I will not be able to make any comments on any facet of that. Understandable. We will do so. And which means that the first question is being left for the end. <laughs> yes. Yes. Second and third and sixth and five. He left a lot of questions about that game. Yeah. Damn. All right. So. Important. I guess before we even get to the questions, we'll start with um, what non-Octopath traveler games are you guys uh, playing this week? Uh, well. Someone gifted me a quest for glory collection that I need to dig into. <laughs> you can probably s- believe you, know. you can probably skip five. I wasn't too worried. I don't think I'll be starting with that one. <laughs> true, true. Otherwise, a lot of non-RPGs at the point at this point. Yeah, I've been playing a little Mega Man. Uh, I also grabbed the Banner Saga collection, so I've been messing around with that a little bit. Um, and also trying out a few games, see what I'm going to play for uh, Action RPG August. <laughs> Not officially endorsed okay. by RPG Gamer. Do you guys sound... Hmm? Okay, do you guys sound as weird to each other as you sound to me right now? I feel uh, like you're the one that sounds weird to us and we just sound normal to each other. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to take a quick musical break in a second and we'll try and reboot this call. But yeah, uh, for Action RPG August, I'm probably going to revisit Dungeon Siege 3, which no one really cared about except me, so we'll see if I get somebody else interested. Hey, I cared in about it. it. I think I'm the one that told you to play it. I reviewed it, so I had a copy before it came out. Oh, man. Maybe that's the other way around. Maybe you told me to play it. That would explain I, it. But I then again, so. it was an Obsidian game, so I cared. Yeah, <laughs> it's... I think it's the black sheep of the Obsidian Collection, and certainly not deservedly so. Um, But I'll talk about that more in August. Alright, we're going to take a quick musical break for a cut from the Teen Titans Go to the movie soundtrack, and we'll return shortly. Wow. There's no giving up, the power's inside, yeah that's what's right. It's the kick in the pants, you need it.
Alright, we are back, and um, let's take a look at our first question. We have lots of questions from Budai this week. And the first question is, which is the best dog in an arc? Pochi. Hmm. And for anyone who doesn't recognize the name, Pochi is the official name of the dog with the bazooka in Metal Man. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue against that. A cute little Shiba Inu dog with a cannon on its yes. Th that kind of defeats my answer of Shadow's dog in Final Fantasy VI, whose name... You can't is, even remember his whose name. Whose name I can't even remember. Yes, Interceptor, Interceptor, that's it. Everyone remembered it except me. I don't even care about that dog, and I remember its name. <laughs> Actually, ooh, I've got a better answer. Jake the dog, since there are Adventure Time Arp. Oh, heavens. True, true. Come on and grab your friends. But no, no, the... the the battle dogs from Metal Max and Metal Saga, all the way. It's fair to note that Jake does not, in fact, have a bazooka, which just hurts him a lot. Mm, pretty sure he could morph into a bazooka. But that doesn't mean he always has one. And what could have more utility than always having a, a bazooka? Nope. And even better, the, the uh, battle dogs have some special equipment that lets them drive around a doggy tank. Hmm. I mean, you're out guns, man. Yeah. But but Jake the Jake the dog. Yes. All right, I got no. nothing. Listen, I'm a fan of John DiMaggio too, but still. I admit defeat. Either that or the puppy from Persona Three, who's also a Shiba. Yeah, I show up a lot in uh, Japanese media for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, Kotomaru is pretty good. Uh, see, I'm trying to think of other RPGs with dogs in them. Um, Okami. What is the name? That's a wolf. Eh, close <laughs> enough. Um, Pal Shinken Densetsu, which was an interesting failure of the game. <laughs> the best kind. Yeah. I, I could have done without the without giving the boss so many so many hit points that it took like 45 minutes to beat in the video I watched of somebody else beating him because I wasn't at that high a level. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy. And plus the entire last act of that game is played solo. No party members. Dude. Oh, good. Yeah. Any other dogs? Or we'll award it to Jake I the dog. I can't remember. Wait, what? Excuse <laughs> me. I'm not going to let you pull a fast one on this one. Uh, I mean, there was this, the dog in, like, Fable 2 that, like, the game built itself around. Uh, but that's mostly just a dog. Um, that game is boring. Wow, harsh. Uh, I don't know. It's probably more. I think Tales of Symphonia gave you a title for talking to every dog in the game, which isn't really the same, but felt like it was worth mentioning. <laughs> like, it was a specific character that had to talk to every dog in the game. What was the title that you got? It's probably Dog Lover or something. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm going to go check this. You banter. You do that. Alright, uh, let's see. Next questions. We'll skip ahead to the next question while you figure that out. Uh, which of the upcoming releases do you give priority to? Looks like Dragon Quest XI, Kiwami 2, and Monster Hunter are all coming within a week or so. Uh, any upcoming releases, anyone's? Um, uh, aside from Kiwami 2? <laughs> um, Atelier Nelke, maybe? Is that the... Um, the massive crossover from uh, Dusk. Yes, yeah. yes. 
I saw they're also doing some sort of re-release of the uh, first three PS3 games, which mm -hmm. I hadn't heard about before. Uh, hoping that comes, hoping that comes to the West, because then that will be three more PS3 games I can get rid of. <laughs> so I looked this up, and apparently, when this character talks to a dog, they determine that it now has a new name and names the dog. So she has to name all thirty dogs in the game. <laughs> To get the dog lover title. There. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, so any other upcoming releases? I know I'm obviously going to be playing Monster Hunter. Um, also going to grab Titan Quest tomorrow on the Switch and check that out. Which is a 12-year-old like, game it's at this Diablo. point. But yeah. It's fine. I believe it had an, a new expansion last year for some reason. It did. I think... Um, Th THQ Nordic recently acquired the rights to it or something and went yeah. with an expansion and all the console ports, obviously. Um, now you can Diablo without being Diablo on your Switch. It's basically what if Diablo but uh, ancient Greece and Egypt. Looks pretty cool. I never played it back in the day, so... It's reasonably well-liked while people were like, man, it's been a long time since Diablo 2 and no sign of Diablo 3. <laughs> we're just talking of a particular vintage at this stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, as mentioned, Kiwami 2. Yeah. I'm going to play, uh, play that. Uh, hopefully a lot of people will be playing um, Cosmic Star Hero on the Switch since the other oh, versions God, didn't sell that well. Balls, that's this month. Oh. Yeah, and Sultan Sanctuary comes out on the Switch tomorrow. No, wait, not tomorrow. Thursday. I'm trying to remember what that game is. It's the 2D Dark Souls. Okay. Like complete with conceptually, that sounds like nonsense, but okay. I mean, it's probably based more like uh, Castlevania-ish, but I mean, it's got the bonfires and it's obviously. Aiming it's for, for true doom murder heads. Right. Uh, Monster Hunter World comes out on PC next week, so... Wheels can go ahead and not play that. Yeah, absolutely not. Wheels can go by Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, I think is the localized name. Correct. Yeah. Could have called it Ultimate Generations, yeah. but they had a theme going. Uh, but Budai also mentions another upcoming release. Uh, any thoughts on the Shenmue re-releases and Shenmue 3? Yes, not interested. Burn them all in a fire. This is the reason that there's no more fully reactive Eyes Entertainment. Uh, like I would be interested in the HD collection if it was coming to Switch, where I might actually have time to play it. Uh, I'm, my feeling on the series is um, Yakuza is the game I actually wanted out of those, so I'll just go play those finally instead. One of the five Yakuza games that you need to get around to? Correct. What's I going to say? I, I really do uh, admire the... Uh, like, QTE continued to have a long and healthy life as a despised mechanic in terms of like giving a name to a mechanic that would not be popular for years. But no one, no one wanted to bring, no one wanted to bring up the acronym "free" ever again. Full reactivized entertainment di lived and died with Shenmue. That was its given genre at the time, which is good. Um, 
I mean, I appreciate their ambition. They do. They still. They do things that no other open world game does by virtue of being. Uh, I guess. Not even sure how to describe what those games are. Uh, Bad. No, like I'm not talking about quality. I'm trying to like, what are those games attempting to achieve? Because they're attempting to achieve something very strange. And the only thing my brain is coming up with is, what if Animal Crossing was a murder mystery? <laughs> that sounds really bad. Well, wow, you're being incredibly harsh on what I think is actually a brilliant idea. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure there is at least one Let's Play based on Animal Crossing that is actually a psychological thriller. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. But this is more like... What if, like, I, I, I love the the, la- the urgency and yet lack of urgency in Shenmue 1, because, like, you've got a year time limit, but you can certainly spend a lot of that year time limit buying Virtua Fighter capsule toys. <laughs> Anachronistic Virtua Fighter ta- capsule toys, given that the game is technically a period piece taking place in 1987 Japan. Hmm. We are... it. I appreciate the ambition of Shenmue, and there's a lot of interesting ideas there but again like they're super long and there's a lot of like situations where it's like oh you're gonna be sitting around for a while because the guy's like oh yeah this guy only shows up a few days like on x day of the week also i i'm going to give you directions and you're just gonna have to write those down because you're not going to remember you're not gonna get away have a way to repeat them and the game won't store them Shenmue 2 fixes some of these things, but it's uh, it's still got a certain sense of watching the grass grow simulator in terms of its pacing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope you enjoy uh, moving books around. I do, I do not, sir. Well, I still enjoy its ambitious attempts at verisimilitude, even if I don't think it's a very good game. No, that's that's fair. I'll give it that. But yeah, uh, Shenmue 3, I can't imagine them changing its formula in such a way as to make people that didn't already like Shenmue like Shenmue, because that was kind of the whole point, was we're making another Shenmue to finally conclude the story of Shenmue. Shenmue, 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 Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like more Shenmue. Yeah, and I don't exactly know what that means. Uh, walk around town asking people for information and then follow the directions hoping that they actu- they actually know what they're talking about. Okay, it's a life sim later. A lot of life sim in there, yeah. Except that the theoretically the idea is you eventually find the guy who wandered into your father's karate school and murdered him for no reason. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's Shenmue, kind of. <laughs> Yippee. Like it's a singular attempt to make of like you know a city that feels populous. It doesn't really work, but it tries really hard, harder than most things. You can wander around and open up drawers if you enjoy that. I like how I'm the one that apparently like is closest to actually liking these games, and this is how I'm describing them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I just, I just can't believe there's going to be three of these. Dude, there were supposed to be like 12 of these. <laughs> like, the entire idea was that, like, 
Shenmue would be a series that would be split into, like, depending upon who you ask and when, anywhere from, like, five chapters to, like, 20. And that each game would theoretically cover one or at most two chapters. Wow. Uh, my favorite thing is that Shenmue 1 is chapter 1, and Shenmue 2 is chapters 3 and 4. Chapter so. 2 was apparently Ryo's time sitting on a boat between Shenmue's 1 and 2. <laughs> okay. It's slow-paced. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, hopefully they don't try pressing their luck on getting a Shenmue 4 and they just wrap up the plot. <laughs> because I don't know that they'll get another shot. Probably not. Probably not. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Are there any games in the series that you would take a remake in the series over a brand new mainline entry? Um, there's a few I might have said that in the past, but I don't think so now. <laughs> or at least oh. I don't have any hope that a remake would be done to a level that would justify it. I'm curious what you would have responded if presuming something were more ideal than it is. <laughs> Secret of Mana. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's... given what things like, say, Kandensetsu 4 were doing, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, everything yeah. after Legend is just a bit... Yeah. yeah. Though yeah, I still I have just... a top Sword of Mana, which I'm enjoying sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I really would have liked a remake of Sword of... Or not Sword of Mana, Secret of Mana that actually was a remake because what we got I would not really call a remake. It's It was a slightly improved port. Right. A la slavish recreation? <laughs> yeah. That still managed to miss out on a bunch of quality of life improvements. Yeah. yeah. Secret of Mana is one of those things where like it is a beloved game, but you can also totally justify updating things in a remake, so they kind of yeah. drop the ball there. Make it easier to level up magic later on. Yeah. It's like, one of the strategies for the final boss starts off with, okay, get Dryad's magic up to level 8. I'm like, you have exactly one, like, two levels. Shh. <laughs> that end up being nothing but casting sleep and kaboom on things yeah. in order to do it's wonderful or you can let your characters die and revive them a bunch of times that doesn't Seems. do nearly as much as help as you would think No. and this coming from somebody who died a lot in the mana holy land <laughs> I'm just thinking about like series that have remade repeatedly and what ones have actual good track records for remakes um, I think Saga has a really good record for remakes. yeah. Like, it just doesn't take bring them back over to America. Right, <laughs> right. But I mean, we got one of those. We just didn't get the original. I mean, and then you got, then you didn't get Saga two or three for the DS. Yeah, yeah. Which were the really good ones. Yeah. At least we have some version of Romantic Saga one English. Yeah, and a better version of it in English. Yeah. As I can tell you right now, the Super Famicom version was not worth playing. Wow. 
Yeah. Lots of quality of life improvements, starting with some way of having a record of what you have done. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, we also didn't get, technically we didn't get the Saga 1 remake either, but that was more understandable. That's more of an updated yeah. port anyway. But also, it was on a, on the Wonder Swan. And it was also yes. glorious as well. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I feel like uh, East has a good track record with remakes as well. That seems to be Falcom's bread and butter. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Make one new game, remake three old games. <laughs> I mean, generally, there's something worthwhile in all of the remakes. So. Yeah, uh, but I mean, that's that's the great thing about them, those re at least Oath and Fogana and uh, Memory of uh, Kelketa. Um, I wasn't even counting Memories of Kelketa just by virtue of the fact that uh, they didn't make the original. <laughs> true. But I mean, they take... Um, I mean, they don't take a ton from the original games, but enough to, like, flavor a wonderful new game with what was actually decent about the original games. Yeah. And when they want to be faithful, like, they can be faithful. I mean, stuff like East to East Eternal is definitely updated, but it's still faithful. Yeah. Let's see, what else? Um, hmm. Um, well, a after the two Metal Saga games, I'm not surprised that one of the first things they did when they revived the series was remake the second game of the series. Finally, it returns. Much better. Yeah, a lot of those late NES to early SNES RPGs can really do with that remake treatment. Yeah, like, uh, usually I like new things, so... <laughs> How many of them still have extant series of their own? Yeah, that's a bit of a tricky one. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, I mean, like, the ones that do have extant series, it's like, would I even want a remake? Like, what would I want remade more than just just keep making new ones? So. Yeah, basically, what we're looking for is a series that had some really, really good early to mid-series entries and some really awful ones after. Yeah. And there are a lot of series that really fit that mold. I think and a lot of it depends on who you talk to. I'm sure some people would say Breath of Fire because they didn't like Five. I would say... I five, five was good. I'd take a remake of 5 over a new game because they'd probably go back to the style of the earlier games. Or make a mobile game. Yeah, or that. that was number uh, but yeah, I think I, I think I actually just got into a fight about Breath of Fire in the Discord a while ago. So, Guys, I promise I'll play them eventually. Depression is hard. Uh, I will not. They're boring. You will, you will play with me and you will suffer with me. I will play 4... And that's okay, it. I didn't say that's you had it. to play all of them. I'm yes. just saying you had to play something. No, you know what? I'm not going to play four. I'm going to play five. There we go. That's the Breath that's of Fire cheating. I play. That's the one you already like. <laughs> you know what? Like, I want Shin Megami Tensei five, but remake Shin Megami Tensei one to be playable. <laughs> that's an old game. That's a, that's a very old game, and it feels its age. Uh, how about a remake of Persona 1 as well? They already did that. It sucked. I, to be I know, fair, that was it, really more of an uppour. Do it again, and do yeah, it better. Like if you, Persona I mean, One has a, okay. I mean, they just re. I mean, they did Strange Journey Redux of all things. Yeah, that's also more of an upport than a remake, though. So, yeah, like Persona One is a good candidate. Like, I wouldn't want that more than Persona Six, but like Persona One has a good plot. It just 
feels awful to play. Like, it's incredibly low budget. Somehow they didn't fix that. Like, they didn't redraw... They didn't try to, like, bring the portraits in line with Persona 2, which has decent portraits, so all the characters just look weird and hideous. Uh, Like, they didn't... They didn't rebalance the character EXP gain system, which put me in a position where it made more sense to have each character individually put on a persona that allowed them to quickly end battles, because the experience waiting system meant that if one character just destroys an entire battle, they get a lot of XP and no one else gets it. So how I ended up grinding in that frickin' video game was to take the one character that had, like, Megiddo Laon and just have them keep ending battles over and over and swapping that persona to each character in turn. And it sucked. Yeah, experience waiting. Yeah. It's especially bad for characters that are supposed to play a support role, because the game will almost never consider them to have done enough to earn real experience. Uh, yeah, so Persona 1 would be a decent a decent poll for, like, please remake this to good. <laughs> you got any wheels? Uh, I'm trying to think of any other ones. I mean, I, most of the ones... I think I would take a new entry just for the possibility of what it could be, even if it turns out bad over, you know, a known quantity, so... I guess if we want to, you can you can throw off that shackle for one franchise. If you could get a remake in addition to new entries. Um, I think I would go for a remake of Secret of Mana. A real remake. It all comes back to Mana. Yeah. Alright, let's see what do we got for the next question. This next one starts with a lo- Octopath Launchpad, but it doesn't actually... It's not about Octopath. Yeah. So, whoops, I just navigated away. You mentioned getting powerful weapons early in Octopath. Can you think of any other RPGs that you have access to power stuff early if you can figure it out? Morrowind and Legend of Dragoon will come to mind. The latter had powerful army that, armor that was really expensive but available to purchase. Oh yeah, you get things like the... Oh man, I hate that I remember this game. I don't like this game. Uh, you get the War God's Amulet but you take out the thing that the battle system is built on. Which mm-hmm. is fine, because it doesn't work very well. Uh, I guess I would bring up like Star Ocean 2, which lets you make the strongest weapon in the game halfway through the first disc. Yeah, or... I can think of a couple games that let you drop, let you grab a weapon that was competitive well into the end game, way too early. Yeah, I think one of the Game Boy Color or one of the Lufia games did that, and I know Soma Bringer did too. It was kind of annoying. Hmm. And uh, uh, and of course, last week I actually mentioned this one, um, Final Fantasy Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mysidia really early. Uh, yeah, I think Star Ocean 3 has an exploit, but it's not as interesting as the 1 and 2, so... Like... The 1 and in, in 2 revolves around having, like, an arcane amount of knowledge of how the game's crafting system works, whereas the 1 and 3 just involves, like... Using, like, getting a bunch of ba- of map completion trophies really early in the game and then selling them off during when you get to the first town in the game 
because the first town in the game has like a bunch of stuff that you're not supposed to be able to buy and it's outrageously expensive but if you bought if you've gotten all of these super items like these map completion items you can sell them off but better yet don't play star ocean 3 uh, <laughs> oh any others um I, know, I remember many, many years ago reading um, how the, uh, the Shepherd class in Dragon Quest VII was completely overpowered because of the Stampede ability. <laughs> but then I got the 3DS version, and apparently they tweaked it because that that trick did not do nearly as much damage as I was expecting. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like the sort of thing that generally gets hit in a, in a remake when they're trying to rebalance something. Yeah. Uh... Plus, they did some substantial tweaking to how that game shop system worked, so... Dragon Quests... Hmm. I think I mentioned last week that FF12 has the Dustia farming you can do right at the beginning. Uh, let's see. Dark Souls has that Dragon Sword you can get. Yeah, but that thing's almost a trap. It, if you get too reliant on that, you'll kind of hurt yourself. It is, but it's it's still like a really powerful weapon. It's true. Considering how early you can get it in the game. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you get punished really hard if you rely on it too much. Sure. Uh, yeah, not much else coming to mind. I know I've definitely played other things where it happens. Like, I would... Anytime there's a Tri-Ace game, I assume there's probably some shenanigans you can pull. So, like, Star Ocean is probably not the only one where you can do the things that I mentioned. Well, I mean, there is Saga Frontier, where if you know what you're doing, you can just abuse the junkyard horrendously and get very specific and very powerful items for robots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think there's... I don't mention this one before, because that's how you can manage to beat Loot's final boss without actually fighting anything else in his story. Yeah. And uh, win. Yeah. Let's see. I think, uh... Saga Frontier has some other things that are just sort of busted in it in terms of, like, how it, uh... how it calculates things being bought and sold that can cause some problems if you feel like exploiting them. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, uh... Yeah, I'm having trouble thinking of more specific examples. You got any, Wills? Uh, I can't really think of anything else, because I'm the type that would not go for any of this stuff, because I don't like games being too easy, so... You coward. I would have no interest in this. I guess I'll complain briefly about Shadow Madness again, and point out that that game has a level cap of 15, and you're likely to reach it in, like, three hours. It's weird. <laughs> You'll do that by accident, though. You won't have a choice. Yeah. I know that if you're if you're playing the Quest for Glory games and porting your character through each time, by the time you get to the fifth game, you will not have a lot of leeway to actually increase your stats anywhere. Listen, so, they're all maxed uh, anyway. Yeah, I managed to max out a lot of stuff within the first third of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's about all I got for... This particular kind of degeneracy. Mm -hmm. Does anyone know what in Merlewind he's talking about? Uh, I know there's some really stupid things you can do with this, with like getting to specific places with the scrolls of a carrion flight and stealing things. Because hmm. you're not gonna not oh. see that. <laughs> but I mean, also think about Elder Scrolls as a whole and think about like breakable and I mean, like, obviously. True. 
Like, he might be talking about something entirely different. I've never even played any of the games in that series, and I've still heard about how all the ridiculous things you can do. Yeah. Like, put a basket over somebody's head and then rob them blind. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Um, I think you can, like, if you get to the place where you can craft spells, you can do stupid things, like making a spell that, uh, like, hurts you for one HP and heals you for one HP. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, well, your your stats in those school, schools are essentially infinite at this point, so... Oh, yeah, other stupid things. You could also just go steal all of the drugs in existence, and those give you temporary stat boosts, so if you take all of them at once, you can do some really stupid things as well. Morrowind's a game. <laughs> it's a neat game. It's a there, brown game. There's a game I'd like remade. More than you want Elder Scrolls Six. Yes. Harsh. Like, give, give it some actual color, apparently. Well, cause That's it's, my call. It's it's a neat setting. It's like weird mushroom forests and a bunch of volcanic stuff and a bunch of like caves abandoned by dwarves who are apparently extinct in the Elder Scrolls universe. Yeah, that shows up in a lot of them. That's in Skyrim, too. Yeah, so I just think it, it's, it would be neat. But then again, they've also done Morrowind in Elder Scrolls Online, so that may be sufficient. I have to mess around with that and see. But then you'd have to play an MMO. Yeah, but it's it's free to play, so why not? I got it for ten bucks. It was very cheap. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, that might technically already be as much remake as you're ever going to get on that, so... It's true. Buckle up. <laughs> uh, yeah like the more open a game is the more it's going to be open to these kinds of nonsense I appreciate when they leave me to modulate my own difficulty curve hmm. honestly I'd like some of the game breaking stuff and some of the MMOs that uh, are really boring grind fests for most of the early time <laughs> yeah but those are designed to be really boring grind fests. Once you get to high level, they're the same, but more numbers. Yeah. That's why I'm always kind of impressed by some of the single-player versions I've played where they somehow manage to rebalance it for a decent, like, sane level of playtime. Right. Do we have any more non-Octopath questions? I don't think that we do. Okay. Hmm. This puts us in a sticky position. Yes. Indeed. Okay, well, might as well... Well, I, I never actually had a chance to talk about some, the stuff I was playing. Yes, tell us. Well, I mean, mostly it's not new, because I've still got Hero U to mess through, because I, I went and just restarted it, because it was pretty obvious I was not going to be able to rescue this particular character on day 33 um, with the stats that I had. So... I am about halfway through that game again, and I think I've reached about the limit of what I can remember from Magical Vacation. I'm pretty sure I never actually got past this next part, so we shall see if I can actually get past it now. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. And I got a code for this one just kind of 
cheap little Japanese independent game called Dungeon Girl, which is mostly a panel puzzle game. Um, but it's got some RPG stuff mixed in, and I'm just trying to figure out what to do with it. But yeah. But yeah, otherwise not much. I mean, I, I wish I could contribute to JRPG July stuff, but I really am not playing much that is Japanese at the moment. Hmm. Oh well. It happens. It's alright. Maybe if you get a Switch sometime in the future, we can talk you into well, playing Octopath. I'm going to have to focus on getting a new computer at some point. Ah. Uh, yeah. That whole life thing. Yeah. I had to do that recently. It took me forever just to pick one out. Got that analysis paralysis? Yep. Alright, any other topics we should discuss before we jump into the Octo questions? Going once. Going twice. No, not really, and I probably should be going. Okay. Alright, sir, ah. we will catch you next week. Okay. See you and, and, and for all listeners, please, more questions that don't involve games I have not played yet. <laughs> How about some Quest for Glory questions? Yeah. There's a lot of questions to ask about yeah, that, anyway. Hopefully Dave will be playing soon, and I'm going to probably revisit that sometime soon as well because it's been way too long. So yeah, send us your Quest for Glory questions. Alright. Octopath. Budai says, have your thoughts of Octopath changed in the last week? Still having, no. still, still loving each character the same? Uh, yeah, like I'm pretty much, you know, got basically the same thoughts I had before. Like, if you enjoy the first chapters, it feels like you will enjoy more later, as long as you don't mind that the battles are going to get longer. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just got the Scholar character, who is hilariously stupid, so... Oh, I watched you do that, yeah. yeah. So I haven't found a character I've disliked so far. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm enjoying, I'm kind of pecking away at it. When I've got, uh, when I've got the gumption, anyway. That's good stuff. Ooh, excuse me. Ugh. We'll see how I feel when I have to get to Hannah's second chapter, because that that first one nearly killed me. <laughs> yeah, so I've um, been trying to get to, like, a second chapter now. Um, <laughs> which has been kind of brutal, because they all seem to be in ridiculously high levels, so... They expect you to do all areas. the first chapters first. Yeah, I have. Oh. Well, then you're going to need to grind a little bit, buddy. Nah, I'm, I'm in one of the areas now. It's recommended. I mean, the big deal for me now is trying to figure out what party to go with. Cause as far as I can tell, the characters you don't have in the party don't gain experience, so that makes things kind of tough. Yeah, no, you're going to have to... Like, I, I had a friend who was like, their cycle was that they would... Uh, they had, like, a generalist set of characters that they would use... And, like, they had, like, two that they would keep in their party at all times. And then they would uh, take a third character who was the cha character they were currently doing their chapter. And then they would take the fourth character was the character whose chapter they intended to do next. Mm. Interesting. It's a reasonable way of doing things. Yeah. I, mean, I think mostly I'm going to just keep one, like, horribly underleveled character with me at a time and just kind of... That's also an option. Level them up that way as I go. 
which is kind of annoying because then you're gonna have to sit there reviving a, a character. Just get used to it. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, Not particularly. I mean, it was mostly a check-in question anyway. Yeah. So, one of those... My thoughts haven't changed, so there aren't many thoughts. I mean, it seems really good to me so far, trying to figure out how, how to effectively use weaknesses in a battle, trying to find a good party mix, so you have access to lots of different weaknesses. There's a lot of strategy, and um, there seems to be a ton of game left, so... Yeah, there's a lot of video game there. Yeah. If that's it, we'll wrap this episode up. No, there was another question. There was? About Octopath. What was the other one? Where does Octopath succeed where Bravely Default fails? Oh my god, how could I forget that one? Yeah, it's that's... your chance. That's the most important question. I don't even know where to begin with this one. Uh, it knows when to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most uh, important Even though point. the character skits in Bravely Default were optional, they really did a service to that game in some way. Yeah, like, those character skits just serve to remind you that no one in Bravely Default has a personality worth remembering. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, they're optional, but it's just another reminder that all the other parts where they're talking are bad. And they even... If you were to take none of... Like, if you were to skip all the optional text in Bravely Default, you would still spend much, much more time reading in that game than you would in Octopath Traveler. Which yeah. also has party chat, but in a much more restrained fashion in very specific places. Uh, other things like... I feel like it's better about knowing when to abstract things out and when to not. Yeah. Like, the towns aren't these weird 2D abstractions where, like, you just... You wonder why they aren't just a menu. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have more of a sense of place in Octopath, which is important. Uh, they Like, the job system is less complex, take or leave it, but, I mean, like, they, didn't, they don't feel like they got worse for being less complex in Octopath. Yeah. Uh, but that's not really a place where Bravely Default failed. That was the part where Bravely Default was good. But uh, I feel like the way that the like points uh, that are analogous to Brave points from Bravely Default work in Octopath is generally more interesting because they they strengthen something in whatever way it would be useful to strengthen it. Yeah. So for attacks, that means you do more damage and you do more of them. But when you do like buffs like they last longer or debuffs last longer or like even if you're donating like the donate BP skill if you donate if you use BP to donate BP you donate more BP right <laughs> just stuff like that makes the whole uh, it feels more interesting what you're doing rather than like the setup Bravely Default had where like oh well you can go into debt but like the time to do that is when you have when you know you're about to win right so in, in general, like I did, I don't feel like Bravely Default's extra layer of complexity with the Brave and Default system was actually that was actually any more interesting. Uh, like just just in general, like Octopath is a more spare sort of experience, which I appreciate. It's not as uh, lo loaded down with this or that nonsense. Uh, this was really more of a version of Bravely Default we got, but I appreciate like I. 
I understand why it would have been nice to keep things like the quality of life controls, but I appreciate that, like, Octopath generally has a decent, a decent, like, set of encounter rate and, like, the, the sort of options that you had a lot of control over in Bravely Default, but, like, Octopath was generally, generally has them set at a point where you wouldn't want to have to fiddle with them, so that can be nice. Yeah. Because while that was a nice quality of life feature, it also felt in many ways like a band-aid over a greater problem. Sorry, I've just been railroading right over you. No, it's fine. I mean, in general, I feel like the game takes more from uh, Four Heroes of Light than it even does from Bravely Default, which is <laughs> to its benefit, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I've had very little compl to complain about the game. I mean, could it use a little bit more dialogue? Maybe, but I will take... In that regard, I usually prefer too little over, like, way too much. Which is what a lot of JRPGs tend to do these days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, just in general, it's a stronger product. It's got stronger art direction, I think. Yep. Uh, generally doesn't feel like it's trying to be derivative of anything as specifically as Bravely Default was, which was very much trying to feel like a very specific, like, never really existed, mm -hmm. but exists in the Mind of Nostalgia era of Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Bravely Default feels like it carves a bit more of an identity for itself, so... Not in a good way. <laughs> no, not Bravely Default. I mean, uh, Octopath Trap. Oh, yes, like it carves yes. More of an identity for itself. Yeah, it certainly doesn't feel like it's trying to be like a Final Fantasy clone or anything. It feels like feels like Octopath Octopath Traveler. That's the, the easiest way I can put it. Yep. Forward to seeing uh, where it goes. Yeah, I'm curious what they intend to expand on this with. Uh, Should be interesting. Yeah, whatever it is, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting with bated breath to see what it ends up looking like. Yeah. Alright, any other thoughts, or should we wrap this up? My mind is... is <laughs> my mind is completely gone. Alright. Alright, so on that note, um, we're going to wrap this up. You can send us questions at the usual, usual place. Uh, you can send us questions on Discord and whatnot. Wherever you want to send us questions, we will find them. I believe I believe in our ability to find them. <laughs> yes. And on that note, we will see you next time. See you next time.